0: Welcome to the Get Real Podcast, your high-octane boost of in-the-trenches, tell-it-like-it-is reality therapy for personal, business, and real estate investing success. With your hosts, Powerpreneurs, Angela Thomas and Ron Phillips, it's time to get real.
1: everybody. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. This is Angela Thomas, and I am here with Ron Phillips. Hey, Ron.
0: Beautiful day out here.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's always a beautiful day in South Carolina. So. <laughs>
0: and not always, but, yeah, most of the time.
1: Most of the time, yeah. yeah. We either out here in Utah, it's either burning hot or freezing cold. There's no in-between. So right now we're in the burning hot. Don't go outside. Yes. It's nice. awesome. Well. Yes. So cool cool. All right. So uh, today we want to talk about the biggest reason really to invest in real estate um, and and the best way to be successful in that. So
0: because all the cool kids are doing it.
1: All the cool kids. Yeah.
0: And <laughs> you know you want to be a part of the cool kid club.
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, yeah.
0: You had enough of being an outcast in high school. You really don't want to do that anymore. It's it's time to join the cool kids club
1: yeah I don't relate to that reference, so I, I didn't go to high school
0: i know we' I'm sure
1: I would have been really cool though, yeah for sure so. <laughs> okay. uh so what we're talking about here today is leverage mm, um, love it. <clears throat> leverage so a lever you know if ever i don't know much about levers, but they're a simple and powerful tool, an actual lever um, that multiplies the force when you apply it, right. Um, so leverage is a powerful principle in mechanics and in finances, and probably other areas I'm not thinking of. So, um, so we're going to talk about different ways to leverage um, all aspects of your life to be successful. And of course, the biggest one of those is leveraging your capital. Um, and we could probably spend a long time on that one. So, I, I love it.
0: I love yeah. it. And I mean, if you if you talk about this is something that most people understand and yet it's something that people have a hard time understanding as well right so i mean in general real estate most people don't pay cash i mean there's some people who do but most people don't like if you buy your house usually you buy your house by putting some money down and you get a loan for the rest i mean almost everybody buys their house that way Especially with interest rates as low as they are, because it's just almost free to do it that way. So anyway,
1: exactly, exactly. Okay, so,
0: so here we have. Uh, I mean, that's that's leverage. What we're yeah. going to talk about today is is the same principle, just in in real estate. But for some reason, when people buy investment real estate and not their own real estate. They don't realize where their money goes, Angela. We get this question all the time. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Ron. So I was telling you, I actually heard someone say recently, you know, if I invest in this property, if I put down um, you know, the down payment and invest in this property, when do I get my money back? And and, and that seemed like a weird question to me because I've been doing this a long time. And my mom invests in real estate, like back when I was little. So I'm like, what do you mean? Where do you, when do you get it back? Like your money is in there working for you. It didn't go anywhere, right?
0: Well, I mean, technically, I guess it I went mean, in the property. But you it sent like, it.
1: You sent it off to work.
0: It didn't vanish, it's, <laughs> right? It's not on vacation. It's, no, um,
1: it's out there. It's out there doing what it's supposed to be doing and making you more money.
0: I mean, if anything, you sold it into a labor camp. I mean. if... <laughs> if anything
1: that you know and and that's legal so it's okay it's, it's we should money, take advantage so it's of it okay yeah
0: and the crazy thing is is that your money doesn't really care whether it's on vacation or if it's in a labor camp it, no. it'll, it'll act it'll be just fine either place doesn't make any difference
1: yeah but it's as safe there as it is you know under your bed or in the bank in my opinion so so I, we want to talk about that for a second you know when you when you do buy real estate and you put that money down, what is happening? Where does it go? Um and I also want to talk about like, you know, when people say get my money back, unless you sell the property, getting your money back is actually doubling your money. So let's talk about that for a second. Do you mind giving us an example, Ron?
0: Yeah. So I mean if you let's say you buy a hundred thousand dollar property, you put twenty thousand dollars down, right? So you have a loan for 80,000, the property's worth 100,000. So when you add the 80 and the 20 together, that's the full price of the property, therefore your money is in the house.
1: In the house, got it. It's
0: in the house, (laughs) all right? So it didn't vanish, it didn't go anywhere, it's actually in the house. So if this property then produces cash flow of say $5,000 a year, that means in four years, you will have gotten, quote, gotten all of your money back. But you didn't really get all of your money back. It's still sitting in the property. What you got was a return on the money sitting in the property. Right. So let's, like, let's hit a timeout real quick. Let's just say we bought a stock. Because for some reason, people can understand this about stocks. So let's just talk about it really quick, right? So you go and you buy a stock. Would be really cool if you could buy a stock. That's a hundred thousand dollars. Get a bunch of shares, but you only put twenty thousand dollars down. Since you can't do that, let's just let's just that's, say that's
1: um, a really important point, though. You know that, that you well, that's can't where buy the
0: leverage. That's where we're headed, second. Angela. is The whole leverage piece, right? right? But go ahead. But for just a second, when you buy stock, because you can log into your. Smith Barney account or whatever it is, and you can see it in a little report there, and it says that you own 60 shares of whatever, you understand where your $100,000 is. It's right there in Smith Barney. They've got it for you. It's sitting there, right? And if any day you want to go in there and sell it, whether it's up or whether it's down, doesn't make any difference, you can sell it. So the difference between real estate and a stock Is that real estate is not liquid like a stock? You can't just go sell it whenever you want to. Someone has to want to buy it, right? Um, So it's it's not as liquid as a stock, but that doesn't change the fact that you can log on to your property management account. You can very clearly see there that you're getting money from your property, you know. And if you if you want to, you could even design a cool little spreadsheet for yourself. Or we've already we're we're how many? we're like a month away from launching ours where you're gonna be able to log in just like Smith Barney, You'll be able to see your house is gonna be sitting there. It's gonna say, you got $20,000 sitting in this house, it's worth $100,000 to be able to see it just like Smith Barney and maybe that'll make it so that everybody can understand this piece, but your money yeah. didn't vanish in other words, right. right? So it's still sitting there. In
1: exactly. addition
0: to that, you've only put $20,000 in there, but to Angela's point earlier about leverage, you're getting your return on the full amount of the property, hundred thousand, not twenty thousand, hundred thousand. So, if the yeah. appreciation rate next year is five percent, then you make your property value goes up five thousand dollars, but you only put twenty thousand dollars in there, right? That's a twenty, twenty percent, twenty five percent return.
1: Okay. Heck yeah.
0: That's a twenty five percent return, but you only got five percent appreciation. So what does the lever do? What does the leverage do if you're if you're if you're using this big lever? It allows you to multiply your invested investment because you're getting the benefit of the full value of the real estate when you didn't really put all of the money in and in addition to that, you're getting a whole bunch of other returns. We've talked about the four returns of real estate, but the reality is you get the four returns on the 20000 on the full $100,000 purchase price of the house, but you've only invested 20000 that makes your returns way, way bigger. Does that make yeah. sense, Angela, or did I just completely bungle that up for everybody?
1: I mean, it makes sense to me, but I've been doing this for a while. So hopefully it made sense to everybody out there. Um, I, I think it's also important real quick, uh, you know, because that, that person that asked that question, um, when do I get my money back? he was thinking, you know, it's, you pay it and it's gone and you have to wait to actually get that investment back. Like you loan the money to somebody. So I think it's important. Like there are some investments, investments where you don't have the money anymore and maybe you'll never get it back. You know, and you know, examples of that is like loaning to a, a small business, uh, loaning to a friend. Ron said, me yeah, bad, bad idea. And you really, you really don't, don't know if you'll get your money back. That
0: when you loan money to friends or family, that is officially not an investment.
1: No, no, it's not. You can hope that someday you'll see some of that, but you, no. you should think of it as a gift. So, mm.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, should I just tell them how I feel about this? Yeah, I, go I, ahead. Go I ahead. mean, you brought it up. I don't Fine. know if you want to go down this road or not, Angela. But Sure,
1: why not? Yeah. Mm.
0: Family and friends do not get loans from Ron. They only get gifts. Because when you become a lender, it changes your relationship. There is a debtor uh, relationship now, and that that just skews a family and friendship. It should, in my opinion, humble opinion, should never happen. (laughs) You should not loan money to family, and you should not loan money to friends. If they want to pay you back, they should pay it forward to someone else. You should never take their money back.
1: Okay. I agree. But what are other examples of that? I mean, the point is there's some investments you make where, you know, the money isn't just sitting there, it's being used and, you know, you do have to wait to actually get your money back. Right. You said a trip to Europe. I mean, that's investing in your, you know, family time and, and Um, I mean, it's really
0: not an investment. It's it's spending it, right. (laughs) You're going to spend your money and then it will be gone. You will have all of the memories. And I think everybody should do it, especially Europe. I love Europe. Going to Europe in September, it's going to be awesome. But the money that I spend on the trip to Europe is officially gone. I will not get it back. right? Right? There's no return coming to me. And that's the difference. So when you put your money in, I think the other thing I think that person said that at least that you told me was that they had quoted the rule of 72 when they asked when they're going to get their money back.
1: Yeah. They said, it's going to take this many years to get my money back. And yes. they were calculating that with their financial advisor. Their financial advisor is actually the one that said, you know, if you make this investment, you need to figure out when you're going to, how many years it's going to take to get your money back.
0: Right. Which is completely different. Than doubling your money, which is what the rule of seventy-two actually says. The rule of seventy-two doesn't say when you get your money back. The mm-hmm. rule of seventy-two, if you guys aren't familiar with it, um, Einstein, right, Angela?
1: Pretty yeah, sure Einstein. That so. came with the rule we of should we got to we got to get a fact checker on here, but <laughs> I'm pretty
0: um, sure. Uh, just Google it real quick, Angela. While yeah. I'm blabbering, so um, pretty sure it was Einstein. Angela's going to fact check us, um, but the rule of seventy-two basically states that you take the interest rate. So let's say you're getting 7% on your money. If you divide seven into 72, um, you get 10% or excuse me, 10 years, right? So um, in 10 years, your money will have doubled at 7% compounded. And you know, the more you get, uh, the lower the amount of years it is to return to double your money. It's to double your money, not get your money back. So, this guy had a fundamental misunderstanding of of what was happening, right? So you don't put your money in, and then after seven years, you get it back. That's horrible. That's a 0%, inter, uh, 0% return. I mean, you get 100% of your capital back, but you made nothing on it, hmm. right? So if you took 10 years and you really didn't make any money, that's actually how the stock market usually works, right? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry <laughs> to all the stock people out there. That's usually how the know. stock market works, because... It goes up and then it crashes and it comes back up. And uh, ultimately, you made nothing, but you had this really cool, fun roller coaster ride, which was exhilarating. And ultimately, you really didn't make what they told you. you
1: were it's a little do. addictive, though. That roller coaster ride is kind of like gambling, you know?
0: So, where so. leverage comes in is where you actually take the 20,000 and it's supposed to make another 20. It's supposed to birth another 20. How quickly we can make that happen is what the rule of 72 helps us determine because if we get 10% on our uh on our uh, money then it's going to take us 7 years right cuz you divide 10 into 72 and you get 7 right and then it just keeps on going down and down and down the more money that, you know, the more higher the percent is the lower the years the quicker your money doubles right but it's not like your your invested capital went somewhere magically we spent a lot of time on this angela but yeah we get this question a lot. And, and so I just wanted to, you know, maybe we flogged the horse a little bit too much, but <clears throat> I want to make sure everybody understands the money's in the house. It's still there. It's sitting there working and you get four returns on it. All four of those returns get to use leverage. And some people would say, well, your your rental income doesn't get to use leverage. To that, I would say, uh, yes, it does. Because the difference in rent between a $20,000 house and a $100,000 house is substantial. It's
1: pretty substantial, yep. yeah.
0: Yeah, $20,000 house you probably can't rent because it's probably not fit for anyone to live in and you probably don't Definitely. want to rent it because it's in a war zone.
1: Blow it up and start over, you know. Yeah.
0: But a $100,000 house you could get 950,000 a month, yep. right? Exactly. You get Great a really point. solid return on that and the reason that you do is because well, leverage right? So you are getting the rent from a hundred thousand dollar property, even though you only put $20,000 down on the property. Same thing with the principal reduction, right? So the the principal reduction, someone is paying off an $80,000 loan for you, not a $20,000 loan, an $80,000 loan.
1: Exactly. Same thing
0: with tax benefits. You get to depreciate a $100,000 property, you you get to depreciate that instead of a $20,000 property. And yet you've only invested $20,000. When you get appreciation, like we talked about earlier, the return can be staggering, even though you get a really tiny amount in a percentage base of appreciation, right? Exactly. That's yeah. what leverage does for you for your investments, right?
1: Well said. Thanks, Ron. Okay, I, uh, I fact-checked us, and it's a good thing because we were wrong. <laughs> Who, is it? Who is it? It's, it's a uh, popular belief that Einstein invented it because he, uh, he supposedly quoted something about the Rule of 72. But in fact, it was first cited nearly 400 years before his birth by an Italian friar named uh, Luca Pacelli in his nice. uh, 1494 book that he wrote, which I can't pronounce. Uh, And it was a guide to arithmetic, algebra, geometry, accounting, and weights and measures. So he actually came up with it.
0: Man, those Italians. I'm headed to Italy in September. I'm going to look this guy up.
1: Yeah. Maybe I'll
0: go visit his birthplace because that's how much I think he's cool.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Google. I love Google. I'm pretty sure we used to say Albert Einstein invented it back in your presentation. So we got to go fix that.
0: I don't know how to do that, Angela. I
1: know. I know. That's okay. Video editing.
0: Oh, here we go. Uh, (laughs) It it, it is, it is now out there in the internet.
1: Everyone that we told the wrong thing, we apologize. Sorry about that. Okay. So on leveraging, so we talk, we kind of flogged the horse on leveraging your capital, but you know, I also want to touch on, and we've talked about this before, but leveraging your time, the time value of money. We've, you know, we've talked about that many times, but uh hitting on this you know staying on the topic of real estate, you leverage your capital, right? And then how do you leverage your time in real estate? Hmm. Ron?
0: Good question. Do we have an audience?
1: <laughs> audience <laughs> yes,
0: Participatory, audience. Uh, section. <clears throat>
1: okay, so yeah, leveraging your time in real estate. Uh we've talked about this so many times, but if you're out there fixing broken toilets and replacing carpet yourself and mowing lawns or whatever it is, you know, replacing tenants. Uh you're not really leveraging your time and you're not getting passive income. So.
0: Nope.
1: Just nope. flogging in that in horse that, again.
0: In in addition to that, you're not allowing other people to leverage their time, which is very selfish.
1: Yeah. And no yep. matter how good you are at property management, you can't possibly do it on the amount of properties that you need to replace your income or retire comfortably. Um, and you're probably not as good at it as a property management company that has the people that are good at doing those kind of things and that are paid to do it. And that's their career. So just, yeah, you know, I mean, you just, give them a shot. <sighs> you just
0: don't want to be, uh, look, here's another way to look at it. If you're hell bent on managing your own properties fine then create a management company so that you can at least work yourself out of a job and have a company that's that's functioning underneath you so that you can actually leave go on vacation retire do some other things other than fix toilets
1: yeah and you know if you're that good at it everyone out there who's not good at it like me and Ron we need you so please start a property management company yes, and offer your services you know if you're
0: one of the lunatics out there that loves management like I said before, God bless you. We love you. You and, know? Yeah, and
1: share you, your talents.
0: I'll send Come you on. something for Christmas and all kinds of things and I'd <laughs> love to pay you for your services. Yeah. Just for the love of all that is holy, please start a business. And yes. then leverage your time again by leveraging the talents of other people so that everyone gets to benefit. That's the whole that's the whole deal behind leverage is that everybody can win when you get outside of yourself and you start leveraging your time. You employ other people who need the work. You allow them to take their talents and grow them through your company, right? Um, There's a lot of good that comes um, from getting out of your own way and from leveraging other people's um, passions and and talents, uh, Mm -hmm. all of that stuff, right?
1: Yep, awesome. Okay, last one we wanna touch on. you know, we, we always talk about uh, giving and, and this is a selfish way, but uh, the third one is leveraging other people's needs. So we are leveraging our capital, our time. And the third one with rental properties is we're actually kind of helping other people because we're providing, you know, nice housing to people who, for whatever reason, don't want to, or can't buy a home at the moment and need a good, safe, well-maintained place to live with a, you know, nice landlord. So I, that's actually, it's kind of, I mean, all the other investments that you make, they don't really affect people the same way as this, I don't think. So it's kind of cool that you're, you know, providing good housing for people out there that need it at the same time, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And if, if you do it right, well, here, you're, you're leveraging, not only are you leveraging their need, right? Or you're, you're giving their, you're providing something that they really, really need. But in addition to that, you're leveraging their money
1: to do all the
0: things that we talked about earlier.
1: (laughs) That's one of the returns. And They
0: ask, you know, Hey, can we use other people's money? Yeah, absolutely. You can use a little bit of yours and you can use a whole lot of everybody else's money, including the tenant for whom you are providing this awesome rental property. Right? So, right. It, again, we talk about this all the time, but it's a win-win all, all over the place. The, these should be, it should be a win-win for everybody involved, okay? Yep. And to the extent that you can create more winning scenarios, you will make more and more and more money. Going back to my example of the property management company, if you're really good at that, how many people can you get to win? How many people can you, can you get to win? If you can get more and more and more people and you can help them win, you're going to make more, 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 more money. Everybody wins. In that scenario. Can't
1: help it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And the uh, better you treat your tenants and the more they like living there, the longer they'll stay, the less turnover you have, and the more money you'll make again. So <laughs> leverage. And I'm just going to
0: throw a little plug in there for the property managers out there, Those those lunatic people who love this business. Be nice to them. Be kind to them. They're the people who manage and protect your asset. Yes. Okay. It's really important that you're kind to them. No one is infallible, so they will make mistakes when they do. Um, You should expect them to own their mistakes, but you should do that in a way that does not um, put you in the jerk category.
1: Yeah. Having a good relationship with your property management is a huge investment that pays off over the years. Um, Like Ron said, they protect your investment and... You don't want them mad at you, so <laughs> you
0: want them to be happy when you pick up the phone and call them. Yeah, right. Exactly. They, when you call them and it's you on the phone, you want their voice to sound happy, yep. right? So if they're screwing things up, help them try to fix it. Give them a little bit of grace, but not too much grace, right? I mean, they still need it's still a business. You know, they still need to own what they've done if they've screwed something up. But but yeah, just be kind. Good Lord, be kind. just be
1: kind. Be kind, I love it. How hard is it? Okay. <laughs> All right, so, uh, so leverage your capital. The whole point of this is leverage, right? Leverage your capital, leverage your time, leverage other people's needs. Um, I hope, I mean, we beat it to death like Ron said, but if you have any questions about how that works, or want to point out anything we missed or any other comments, please visit us on get success.com. Let us know how we're doing subscribe. If you'd like to, and you can also see us on uh, get real podcast on Facebook and on YouTube. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, guys. See you around.
0: This has been the get real podcast to subscribe. And for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.